0: again everyone I'm Matt Lachlan welcome to Pirates talk the month of January is coming to a close and there is no one happier for that than Seton Hall fans the Pirates struggles continued this past week with blowout losses to St. John's at Walsh Gymnasium and to Marquette at Prudential Center Seton Hall will not play again until February 1st this Tuesday against Georgetown in Washington DC the Pirates went three and six in January And everyone involved with the program, from the fans to the coaches to the players, will greet the new month with open arms. My guest was on the call of those last two losses. Though we're not blaming Dave Sims for the defeats, but we are going to get his insights as to what's happening with the Hall. Is it just Bryce Aiken's absence? The point guard has missed the last three games with concussion issues. His absence is a big one, but the team started slipping with Aiken in the lineup. So there are other factors at work. Dave is a well-known, well-respected voice in the media world. From his time at the New York Daily News to his work at WFAN to his current role as the play-by-play announcer for the Seattle Mariners and, of course, his national radio and television work, Dave's career arc has brought him well-deserved accolades from his colleagues and his fans. And it's my pleasure to welcome Dave Sims to Pirate's Talk. Dave Sims, thanks so much for your time and welcome to Pirate's Talk.
1: Hey, Matt, thank you very much, man. Good to, good to see you the other night over at the hall, and uh, pleasure to be with you. Thanks for the uh, invitation.
0: Well, we are going to talk about those games, and we're going to talk about your work with Big East basketball. There's so much we could touch upon. Your career arc is incredible, but I want to go really back to where it all began. Like, how did you go from college to the media world? Like, Or maybe it even began before then. What was the start of this great career that you've had?
1: Well, thanks. It's, uh, you know, I've really been, you know, I was enamored with the media as a kid. I mean, growing up in Philly, you know, great sports town. um, Eagles, you know, was, uh, then the Warriors when Will was there, Phillies fan. And, uh, you know, I was a pretty good athlete, but I remember somebody said, yeah, you're good, but, you know, there's a million, you know, pretty good guys out there. You're not, you know, you're not going to make it. So, don't you think about something else? Uh, maybe you can work in sports media. I was like, "Ooh, click!" So I wanted I, I got recruited to Temple. Went to little Bethany, little Bethany College, West Virginia, instead to get out of town. And uh, you know, I jumped right in after after playing for a couple of years. I jumped into the radio and newspaper over there, and then that led to an internship at the Inquirer in Philly, and that was life changing, man. 1973 and like within a couple three days of being there, I was working with a guy from University of Arkansas. I think his name is John Bloom. I think he's a big editor now down in Texas. And we did matter of fact that time I met Jimmy Valvano because we did a piece on s- basketball summer camps. And then it was on from there. And then I did uh, you know I got invited back in '74, Daily News for seven years, and then I uh, got my TV break at Satellite News Channel, which is now uh, Headline News. And you know as he said the arc man I met and I went from. Uh, Satellite news channel to produce at NBC Philly. Did some anchoring there. Then I got the sports talk show WNBC, which led the MSG and NBC. I mean, it sounds like an old. It sounds like a bit, oh, your
0: resume is incredible.
1: Yeah, and uh, and then a the play-by-play started. Went back. I went to Temple and uh, I got hooked up, oddly enough, by Bill Cosby when he was at the height of his career. Or probably the second chapter, second cha- high of his career, and because his his show was at the, the Coffin Astoria Studios at FAN, so I met him there, and got hooked up with Temple, and Temple led to ESPN, and I've been a play-by-play guy, full-time. Uh, well, part-time for, for seven or eight years, and then once Channel 2, once that left, I mean, I've been full-time play-by-play since about 98.
0: Incredible. But, and you mentioned, yeah. you mentioned getting uh, the early break, but Professionally, once you started your career and it got rolling, was there one big moment that turned it around? Was it the but, opportunity that the connection with Bill, Bill Cosby and Temple? Yeah, did? was yeah. that it?
1: I, I, the Temple thing kicked it over the top because you know you're in a you know you're in a major market. Uh, you know, Philly at the time was probably about the number four or five market in the country. I mean, it was on a medium power FM station, uh, which pretty renowned in Philly, and. So I did the 90 season of football, February of 91. I'm on ESPN hmm. and I was with ESPN do 07. And uh, yeah, I think it really worked out. I mean, I got to do college football over there. Big East, when the Big East had the football conference, I did that for a lot of years. And it mixed in Channel 2 uh so it's a you know i I say my prayers i, I try to remember all that stuff you know it's like wow the a heck of a journey thank you very much and you know then the mariners came along in, in 07 and had an opening and you know it's, you know this works a friend of a friend called and said hey you may want to throw in for this and i did and i got it so and going into year 16 with the mariners hopefully we will have baseball
0: yeah let's hope that uh they come to an agreement and they come to their senses both sides. And I think for, for people in the New York area, they would identify you because it's such a parochial market, right? It's like New York, man. It's our own thing. You talked about Philadelphia. It has the same point of view. But mm-hmm. the people in New York would say, oh, yeah, I remember Dave, man. New York Daily News, you know, CBS, doing the anchoring thing and and uh, WFAN. So WNBC before that. Ex- yeah. you know, exactly. Yeah. Now now we're going back cuz people WNBC. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> the, the original uh the original call letters. So what's it like making it in New York? Listen, you've made it nationally. We know that. But what's it like when you make it in New York?
1: Oh, it's the best. I mean, Mr. Sinatra said it, you know, said it best and, uh or whoever wrote that lyric and but He's best rem- Mr. Sinatra's best remembered for it, but it's you can make it anywhere. And and you know, brings all kinds of cachet and you know and I've done I think I've done things the right way for the most part. And and it it's pretty cool. Um and even now I haven't been on channel two. I mean, I left channel two in ninety-eight the fan of 93, but because of the Westwood, <laughs> but the Westwood one, you know, national radio and, and getting some pops on Fox now in the last five, six years. And then, uh, you know, if the Mariners make noise, and you know, I've had a couple of pops on Fox TV during baseball. So no, it's really cool. It it, it really is a, a realization of a dream. It really is. And, and here's the other thing too, Matt, that I think that somebody pointed this out to me, and I went, duh, yeah, you're right. You know, in the history of Major League Baseball, I'm like the fourth or fifth African-American to have to, to be a lead TV, TV announcer for, for a big league team.
0: And I was going to get to that because that's an incredible feather in your cap. And it, it speaks a lot about what society needs to do to kind of continue to open our eyes and open our arms. And did, did you ever feel, do you ever feel out of place in that predominantly white world? Well,
1: Yeah, but but I I don't let it bother me. I know what you mean. But but, 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 I was watching something uh, the other day about uh, potential Supreme Court nominees and President Biden said he's going to nominate a black woman. And and I saw one highly esteemed woman who was a professor and she said, you know, she was going to law school. there, There was nobody there that looked like her. And that's that's the way it is in my realm. You know, of the, what, what do you figure, 60 to 70 guys broadcasting baseball. I mean, it's like, it, it's me, Mike Claiborne, maybe one or two other. Kenny Singleton just retired. Mm-hmm. So there's not, there's not, you know, but you know what? I get along with her. I get along with everybody. I mean, and it's a, it's a nice club to be in. You with know, guys welcomed me with open arms back in 07 uh, when I got the team gig. Uh, it, it's been great. And what I like to see more, you know, black guys playing baseball, broadcasting baseball, writing baseball. Heck yeah! But you know, we're fighting a constant battle against the NFL and the NBA right now, and that's why this uh, this lockout is is critical. We uh, got to get that baby settled.
0: No doubt about it. Do you feel that you are uh, 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 someone who's broken barriers, and, and you're the, you're a guy that ha- has opened doors for others?
1: Yeah, it, you know, I hear from a lot of kids who have been doing this for so long now and, you know, with the exposure and everything and, and given what you can do in terms of reaching out to people. You know, I've heard from a lot of young broadcasters or and guys that want to be broadcasters, both black and white, and it's been great. I mean, matter of fact, one guy called me the other day and said he just got a, a job at, uh, what was it, UC Santa Barbara. Calling their baseball and as a guy had helped out, we take some of his tapes and that kind of stuff. I enjoy doing that and I enjoy helping guys out. So and uh, and uh, you know, happy to do it, and flattered that they would ask. So, yeah, it 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 that's been reward that and that's been rewarding, no question.
0: Well, that's more lasting than a great call, although that's what we're all in the business for—to get that moment and hit that high note at the right time. Yeah, but the yeah. impact that you'll have on others, and then hopefully they pass that along to others. Uh, that's that's a long-lasting impact, and, and, and that must yeah. make make you feel awfully satisfied. I want to ask one thing away from Big East basketball, then we'll dive into Seton Hall and, and Big East hoops. What's it like to work with Coach K, Mike Krzyzewski? You, you co-host the show Basketball and Beyond yeah. with Coach K on SiriusXM. What's that like?
1: Uh, it's been fabulous. 17 years. Uh, we're in our 17th year. I got to know Mike was at the Daily News. He was in Army. We used to have these unbelievable, uh, was it the Metropolitan Basketball Association? We'd have these weekly luncheons at the late and now late and lamented Mama Leone's, 40th Street. Yeah, right near where the old garden was. And we would get there in the basement. and a great setup there. So many levels there at Leone's. But we would have all the local coaches come in and the basketball beat writers would come in. And schmooze, kibitz, the whole thing. Tell stories that we'd get them up, and 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 there the roster of guys there. He had Coach K. He, you know he was still Mike. We called him Mike Krzyzewski. He never, he never corrected anybody until he got the Duke. And then Kraszewski was like, okay, oh actually we call him Mike Krzyzewski. That's what it was. He, I I remember introducing. Him. Uh, you know, all the time. And he never corrected me. And then I said, wait a minute, he's a duking out. Mike's just, yes, guy <laughs> so anyway, that, that's where the relationship was built in 05 uh, ish. I guess it was uh, we were My wife and I were doing media coaching and they brought us down and, and they said, Hey, you know, I re- really, like it. We'll bring you back. And XM radio, but this before the merger, you know, they, uh, they said they have a show idea. They wanted to get CEOs on. They wanted to get, you know, Sports people, they know the whole gamut, and that's what we've been doing. Uh, and, and, and real quick on the Leonis, how about this cast of characters? Mike, PJ, he was at Wagner. Mm-hmm. PJ, uh, Louis was still at, uh, at at St. John's. Raff, then Raff, Raff was at the Hall. Uh, who was it? Paul Lizzo was at Liu. Tom Penders was at Fordham. And then you know some some national guys. If they were coming into town for a game at the Garden or something that week, they would stop by. So it was great. It was much. It was almost like laughing. It was like laughing,
0: especially with going. <laughs> it was great, you know. And I, I remember those. I didn't go to them uh, because I was not a writer, but I remember reading about the recaps every week. As you said, these meetings took place, and it was a font uh, a, or fountain of information for me as I was covering Seton Hall while I was at Seton Hall, etc. But my point is, not only has that restaurant gone, I think those meetings have gone. I think the fun has left. It's become so business like and so fast in, out. I've only got three minutes. You got two questions to ask me. I'm going. And back then, those guys loved going to those things. Well, Uh, love might be too strong of a word, but they liked going most of the time. And in the overall picture, they loved it.
1: Absolutely. They could break chops on each other and, you know, they sneak in half a glass of wine before you go to practice. You know, and, and Mike to this day is always about, yeah, Louie always got the best seat. Uh, it was <laughs> the best dish. He says, hey, come on. It's was, it was a setup.
0: Come on. What are do you doing? Know? <laughs> That's funny. How, how, how is Mike handling this last season of his?
1: You know, no drama. Um, Doesn't want to really dwell on it. Uh, I think as we get closer, you know, we're getting closer, Today is, what, the 28th, so. You know, uh, you can see it now. You can see, you know, the mm. lights starting to get a little large in that tunnel. Uh, we haven't really talked about it, and he's more focused on, you know, talking to the guests and talking hoops or talking subject matter of uh, whoever we had. I mean, this week we had Greg Sankey, the SEC, at Southeastern Conference commissioner, JB Bickerstaff, the coach of the Cavaliers, Cleveland Cavaliers, or third best record in the East, uh, in the NBA. And and over the years, man, we've had, you know, Kobe LeBron, we've had every baseball World Series winner, most a lot of the World Series MVPs, a lot of guys, a lot of baseball players, I mean, you know, they're in their twenties and thirties. They grew up watching Duke during the Duke's great run. So, you know, Bryce Harper, um oh man, uh with Joe Madden, Mike Sosha, uh the eighth brave shortstop, his name is failing me right now. But um a lot of these guys grew up Duke fans, and it's been great getting guys on. I mean, NASCAR—we get the NASCAR gives us their champion every year. We have great conversations with them, so no, it's been blessed.
0: Yeah, awesome. Uh, again, it's uh, basketball and beyond with Coach K on serious XM. So, on to the Big East. You were at the last two on the call of the last two Seton Hall losses. I'm not going to blame you. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it's funny they said right, bring back. Uh, what was it, uh, Brian?
1: Uh, uh, was it uh, Cusser? Yeah, he oh yeah, every, yeah. We won every game when he called him. I <laughs> said, well, you're one and two with me. And Gary Cole was <laughs> breaking my chops the other day. We're one and two with you. Come so well, on, guess what? I got you two more times after uh, after uh, the other night. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, yeah. Brian had an incredible run going there. So, what what do you see? What are the last two games telling you about Seton Hall? What's happening well,
1: there? Well, the Aiken kid has missed, and uh, Ro- uh, the Roden kid's got a. Well, he's not shooting well. He is in a slump, and mm. that kind of stuff happens. Man, he's in a slump, and you he, he could see him second guessing himself the other day. Uh, uh, Miles Kell, Miles Kell had a fabulous game against St. John's at the Garden last Saturday. Defensively, um, uh, he and he and Roden really shut down champenny I mean, it made him. You know, he just had a miserable night. And uh, I thought that was a well-rounded game. Uh, who was the kid? Uh, the Alexis kid, boy, he blocked shots. Ike was blocking shots at defense. You know, they won by six, and it felt like it was about 16. Mm-hmm. And then you go to the Monday night game, and it got, you know, St. John's energy was amazing. They absolutely swallowed up Seton Hall. It was like, you know, it was like St. John's had – I told I was talking to Kevin before the game a couple of nights, ago. I said it's like they had eight guys out there. I said, yeah. and And, and then – and St. John's did it with Champagne and not having a good game at all. He was like one for nine at one point. So I just think the Aiken kid's gotta get back. And I've 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 not experienced, you know, the end result of concussions, but you know, had family members that have it and I get it. Don't come back till you're fully healed and ready to go. Um I think uh who's the kid? Uh Richmond. I, he's gotta shoot it better um and he's a slasher i could see why you know when Aiken's at the point you know he's a he's a valuable weapon slashing to slash into the hole you don't get a lot of uh you know it, you, most of the points are coming from the perimeter and ike blocks a lot of shots you're not going to get much offense from him but anybody who i don't have the rust in front of me right now but that you need some more inside mm-hmm. well the game the game has gone away from the inside game i mean I, i'm showing my age here i mean the five minute are glorified small small forwards now. But I, I like the energy. You know, Kevin coaches them hard. And, you know, hey, it's a heck of a league. I mean, the conference is outstanding. Uh the Jameer Harris, good shooter. Probably need to get him more shots. Uh the other kid, uh Trace Trey Jackson, he's got to shoot it more and shoot it well. And that that's pretty much it. I like uh, you know, the yeah Yetna I liked him a lot. I like Samuel a lot. Um you know, this is, they're in a bump in the road. They can make I think they can turn it around, but you got, but you got some opportunities and you got some real tests coming up on the remaining schedule.
0: Yeah. The one thing they're looking forward to is going to February. January has, it's, it's incredible that January has been such a struggle, but then you look at Kevin's career at Seton Hall, January has been an issue for whatever reason in many years where they put together long losing streaks and for the most part, they pulled themselves out of it yep. and they've yep. gone to the postseason. So there's always that hope. And I just think there's too much talent on this team overall veteran leadership. They've got all the parts. And when Bryce comes back, it just completes everything. And yep. I, I just don't see the losing lasting all that long, but that could be a fan speaking more than someone who's looking at it a little more objectively.
1: No, I understand. And, uh, but again, having, Having uh, you know been around, you know, you know this year's team, that, you know this year's Big East a little bit, I've seen it is a heck of a conference this year. And every coach I've spoken to, just, are you kidding? Every night, it is a hard, hard battle. Don't and don't sleep on anybody. Speaking of which, I had, what well, Raff and I did three consecutive games, which was an absolute blast. But the one we did a game at Nova on Tuesday in DePaul without their best player. Like they were dead, they were getting blown out, and they cut it down for. I think it was eighteen. They cut it down to eight before finally losing. But they played their, they played the tails off. I give them a lot of credit.
0: Yeah, DePaul has improved dramatically, and then Providence has been a a pleasant surprise. Nova is there. You know, Creighton lost so many guys from last year, but you know, you count them out at uh, your own peril. You look at Xavier's done, and Chaka Smart's been brilliant at Marquette. At, at this recording, they've won seven straight. And he's got them coach. going in the right. Oh yeah, he's a really, really good coach. And and that's a a new team. They had a lot of guys coming in from other yeah. other clubs, and somehow he's been able to get them to play together. Not somehow. He's a great coach. Yeah. That that's how you get them. You get a guy who knows what he's doing, and he can put these pieces together, these ingredients together, and make it work. And and Marquette's in good hands for sure. Yeah, no doubt. Yeah. So what lies ahead for Dave
1: Sims? Um, I got a few more games on the schedule. I'm hoping um I have faith that the boys, the the players association, and the league will get this thing figured out. And hopefully, will not be any uh, any delay, and we'll get to spring training within the next uh, five, six, you know, four to five weeks. I got about three, four more games currently on the schedule. Uh, I might get a call for a few more. We'll see. And, in terms of looking long term, hey, I'm going into year sixteen, knock wood, my health is good. I'd like to continue doing this. You know, I think I got some some still got some good years left to I me. Mean, that's the beauty of baseball. I mean the pace of it as you get older, it, it and i admi- I admire so many of the guys that are my heroes in broadcasting are still are still with it. I mean, Bob eucher just turned eighty eight the other day. It's he's still going to do a home. He's still going to do a home schedule, and we were there a couple, three years ago. Man, he is just rocking and rolling as he's ever been, and he's just hilarious. You know, uh, Vince Scully was you know, was one of my heroes. I mean, he he did it into his late eighties. I don't know if I want to go that far, Dad. But I, I enjoy what I do, and uh, if they want to keep paying me, to do it. I'm going to do it.
0: Who were your boys of summer? Who were who were the voices that uh, you grew up listening uh, to?
1: Yeah, growing up, well, I got I got the like. One column I got the Philly guys, and, and another column the national guys. You know, growing up in the '60s, so in Philly you had Bill Campbell who did everything. Mm-hmm. I mean, he did Phillies. He did he did Phillies. I first heard him doing Eagles when they won the '60 championship. Uh, who else? Andy Musser, obviously Harry Callis, Richie Ashburn. Uh, nationally, Lindsey Nelson, Kirk Gowdy, Jim Simpson. You know, I got the. Work a little bit with uh, Don Cricky at uh, WNBC. I got to work with Charlie Jones, uh, who was uh, was he from Fort Smith, Arkansas. He was doing the AFL back in the '60s. And I worked the '88 Olympics with him at Seoul, and uh, those are the guys. Dick and Love Dick Enberg, uh That he was very helpful, David. Do you have to. Where's your pocket square, David? Where do you make sure you have your your yellow pad legal note. Uh, no, make sure you ha- have your legal pad blowout note, just in case this game gets out of hand. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he was, He was tremendous. Mr. Scully has been very helpful and, and very friendly over the years. I used to, I, for a lot of years, I called him on his birthday. You know who else? Bob, the late great Bob Wolf who did everything here. in
0: New York. Oh my goodness. Yeah.
1: Sweetheart of a man. Great broadcaster, hall of famer. I mean, I could go on. There's so many guys and. uh, uh, a couple of guys, I mean Gary, Keith, and Ron, I think they're terrific. Uh Kruko and Kuiper out in San Francisco are outstanding. And uh, you know, I, I've been fortunate to win I've been cited a few times with some awards that so that's been cool. And it, it's just it's a it's a great club to be a part of.
0: Well, modesty prevents you from saying it, but I will three-time Washington State Broadcaster of the Year. So, listen, uh, the career has been fabulous. The accolades are well-deserved, and I appreciate your time. Uh, Dave, looking forward to your work the rest of the way on the Big East. Maybe you'll get a few more games added to your schedule and and certainly hoping that baseball straightens its uh, situation out, and we have baseball, uh, and uh, you can get back doing those Seattle Mariners, which you've done since yeah. 2007. Hey
1: amen brother hey Matt thanks man I appreciate it good stuff
0: good to see you the other night you got it Dave same here be well all right you too all right bye-bye and that will do it for this edition of Pirates Talk let's see if the switch in the calendar is the tonic for what ails Seton Hall for all the doom and gloom that currently surrounds the team there is too much talent and Kevin Willard is too good a coach for things to simply fall apart but the time is now Thanks to Dave Sims for graciously giving me his time. I look forward to continue hearing and seeing him on the many media platforms on which he has carved out an incredible career. Pirates Talk is available wherever you subscribe to podcasts. I invite you to rate the show, leave a comment. I'd love to hear from you. Thanks as always to Pat Christensen, the sound engineer of the program and the writer and performer of the Pirates Talk theme. And thanks to you for your company. It's very much appreciated. I'm Matt Laughlin, until next time, be safe, be well, and let's go Pirates!